dab in the middle of December, December 15th, 2022, Thursday. Todd, what's going on? Nada. Sounds like you guys, that sounds like, well, yeah, sounds like you guys are getting hit by the the burr of frigid cold air that's crossing basically the entire nation. Is that correct? What's happening there in the Maryland area? Uh, It's been miserable all day. Cold rain. That we had a two-hour delay. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit icy this morning, I guess. But a little slick. Um, but yeah, it's been rain, rained all you live, day. You live in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Do the um, do you have any municipal assistance with inclement conditions on the road, specifically the road you live on? No. So if you get like six inches of snow, you guys are just fucked. You're not going anywhere. No, we. Uh, the na- the road pays someone to plow once a day, if necessary. Oh. Part of the road fund. Gotcha. The road fund. How much you have to contribute to the road fund every year? Mm, you don't like know. 150 bucks. Is that part of a larger fund, or you just... That's the only fun there is. That's it. You pay, I've told you this before, you pay depending yeah, on where you are on the street. The farther you are down, the more you really? pay. Really? I mean, that yeah, makes sense, but that's crazy. You don't You don't use the road past your house. Our road is a one-way dead end. Right, but I'm eating my dinner in case you can't tell. But as we talked about last week, like, I don't use the school across the street, but I still pay for that. Yeah, but there's only 12 residents. houses on my street, so. 13, okay. Now, <clears throat> the people who live on the end, on the left side, are they mass murderers? As the last on house the, on the left? On the left side. There's no... Yeah. Or are you guys the last house on the left? Uh-oh. No. There's no. three more houses beyond us on the left, and then the road dead ends into one house. Gotcha. Have you met all of your neighbors? Have you met all your neighbors? Not your wife. Have you? Yeah, I think so. Oh. You friendly with them? Do cocktail mm-hmm. hours? Some of them hang out in the summertime, I think. But <laughs> it sounds I mean, like you guys don't participate. We well, we're generally not invited. Even better. I think drama. it's more the people just beyond us are all in their fifties and sixties, and I think gather. They're also a little closer to each other. Like those houses are physically closer to each mm. other. You guys aren't that far from being in your fifties and sixties. You not no. have anything you can that's relatable? Or are they all like empty nesters? Is that the point? Yeah, like they have kids in college or out of college, or never had kids. There are Smart. people across the street from us have like a two or three year old, and then are expecting another child, like. Mm. They're probably 10 years younger than us, but, uh, and then the people also across the street, but farther up are 
of that 60s. They also have the woman's mother living there, who I think is like in her 80s or 90s. She's super duper old. Mm-hmm. But they, as far as I know, they don't hang out with the people on the other side. I gotcha. So I think okay. it's mostly a proximity thing. <clears throat> I see. But I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they've had a party that they've invited us to that we went to, but I think they also just sort of hang out. Like I said, there's like four houses that are kind of like really close to one another, I guess. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So you guys just mainly hang out with the people that swim at the pool at the same time you do, yes? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of our friends also go to the same pool as us, so. Gotcha. Pinkies in the air, motherfucker. It's not that All right, fancy. cool. It is expensive, but it's not that fancy. Yeah, pool. Oh, shit. I mean, not bragging expensive, just like annoyingly expensive. No, I didn't think you were bragging. I also would imagine you have no idea how much it costs. I do. Hang on. Let's stop right now before we continue okay. in this audio medium. What the fuck do you keep putting in your mouth and sucking on? Are these candies of some sort? Uh, it's a candy cane. Okay. Uh, it's from here. You can hear the rackle. The racker? The There's the racker. Wrapper crinkle. But it's from my daughter. Ooh, it's, it's a, a thick uh, one. It's a thick soft. one. I thought it was one of those soft chew, but it's not. It's like a full-on candy cane. Wow. Just the diameter is now, know, half inch, three-quarter inch. When you say it's from your daughter, does that mean you stole it from your daughter? No, or your she, daughter gave it to you. She gets candy, and then she gets tired of eating it. So she just she has um, a little bit of my wife's tendencies where she doesn't like anything in her room. So just she just dumps mm. all the shit that she doesn't want in my office, including candy. Like I was, <laughs> she had her Halloween candy in a room and I was going in there and eating it and I think she was done. So she just brought it all into my office and I was like, this is worse. It's definitely down to the scrubs. Yeah. At least before you had to get up to go acquire the candy. Yeah. Now I just lean over now and shovel delivered. it in my face. Wait, you don't still have any, do you? Yeah, I do. And she mm. brought me two full Ziploc bags. Wow. Whoa. These are gallon size. But it's mostly, it's either shit that, that I don't eat, like Starbucks. Oh. Starbucks. Starbucks. Or gummies. Mm. I don't know. I see some Hershey's. Starburst is what I was trying to say. I know. And then know there's Hershey's cookies and cream, which is fucking disgusting. Send some it to me. Shitty lollipops. Kit Kat. There's a Kit Kat in there. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm not a huge Kit, fat, Kit Kat fan. You're not a huge Kit fan? <laughs> I mean, Knight Rider Kit, yes. Always, I was about to say, always partial to a different talking car. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, as a borderline beginner broadcast professional, would you fucking stop eating a candy cane <laughs> on the mic, please? <laughs> You're going to suck on it. That's somewhat acceptable with the, the light crunches. Yes, I'm saying this as I'm eating my dinner, but I don't give a fuck. They had texture away to a recording. Yeah, something like that. A little ASMR. Let's do a five-minute ASMR session where Todd chews on a candy cane. For the holidays, you know. Foley. Foley artist. <laughs> that's Todd that's M. Hoffman. Good. That's the crunchy wrapper, I think, is pretty quality Foley work. That was very crunchy. Word. I don't know if you heard that as well in your headphones or not, but... Uh, 
a bid. On my end, it was uh, top shelf shit there. Todd, you brought up a topic second time this year. You brought up a topic that you wanted to discuss tonight. So yep. in an effort to allow me some time to finish my burger and carrot fries, I'm going to let you introduce it. And then well, we can before go back we do, and forth. Before yeah. we do, what the fuck are carrot fries? So quite popular in the HelloFresh, sorry, every plate, I made, my, I made that mistake, in the every plate rotation is a, a burger meal. And oftentimes they just have, you have potatoes that you cut a up. burger meal, is that what you said? Yeah, various types of burgers. Typically smash burgers, some have onion toppings, some have, like it's, it's a hodgepodge of shit. Um, most of them are accompanied by just potatoes that you cut up and put on a pan and fry. Occasionally, I assume in an effort to be a little more healthy, you do the exact same thing. Is that how you think you make thing. french fries? You cut up potatoes and put them on a pan? I know that's not how you make french fries, but that's how <laughs> okay. you make french fries according to every plate because most they, people do they have pan a deep fry fryer. Them. Yes. It's, um, not, it's not hard to uh, deep fry things. You just need oil. I understand that. We also have an air fryer, which I guess I could do. In said pan. In any event... Um, so occasionally they will substitute the potatoes for carrots, and the it's the same thing. Fifteen to twenty minutes on four twenty-five, sprinkle with oil, salt, and pepper. Uh, cut them down to quarter to half inch thickness, whatever length you want, and throw them in the oven. And uh, they're good. It's just a different way to have to have fries, and again, a little healthier because it's carrots instead of potatoes. I think I the mean, carb yes. count in carrots is probably. <laughs> comparable to potatoes to be honest with you oh i'm sure that's not true but also far less starch and uh, what do you yes, think starch is what do i think starch is yeah I don't, know how, I don't know how to define starch i don't think starch equals carb if that's what you're implying yeah it does i think starchy things are often very uh starchy foods are often very high in carb content but you can look up a pound. Let's see how long it takes Todd to figure out the carb count for a potato versus a carrot, which I assume is what he's looking up as he chews on his peppermint. Um, carrot is basically half the carbs of a russet potato. Okay, there you go. And russet is the kind that they would have. Russet potato is 18 grams of total carbs per 100 grams, and carrot is nine and a half. The carbs in russet potato are made of 89% starch, 7% dietary fiber, and 3% sugar, whereas the carbs in carrots comprise 53% sugar, mm-hmm. 31% dietary fiber, and 16% starch. Love it. In any event, so that's what I'm eating. It's a burger and carrot fries. That was tonight's selection. From the kitchen, Day Scott, here in Studio A. So anyway, what, what are you researching here? I'm looking at healthier carrots or potatoes. That seems like kind of a toss-up. I don't think so. Carrots lower in calories. There you go. A number I could give two shits about, but a lot of people care about it. Like half. <laughs> I think literally anyone you bump into <coughs> on the street who had a cough button would say that carrot fries would be healthier than regular fries. 
No, there's no. less protein in carrots. And yeah, more fats in carrots. I'm eating a burger. So. But basically nothing. <clears throat> Both of them. Anyway, topic one of the evening. Todd, kick us off. Cough into it, baby. Yeah, so I asked Scott to prepare, uh, just based on other podcasts that I was listening to, top five television programs for 2022. So I don't know know if you, I saw that you made notes and I I don't recognize what the, there are a lot of acronyms. That was intentional. I don't want you to look at my list and get your own ideas. I there's only one you know, show one of them. on here I think that I've even heard of, although BCS I don't know if that's college football. <laughs> that, no, that should not. not count. It's not. You've heard of more than one, but I just wanted to keep it kind of, kind of hidden. Now, to be fair, I can only assume, as we're going through this, that because this is open to both regular TV, cable TV, and all streaming services that Todd's going to show. Todd's going to throw out a bunch of TV shows that I've probably never seen, specifically those on Apple TV and Hulu, which I never watch. But that's okay. That's not the purpose. It's just the top. I just did five. I don't know if you're thinking five or more or fewer. I don't don't have any Hulu shows. Okay. Well, so just keep that in mind, listeners. They did have some quality programming, but they, they did not make my top five. Fair enough. Um, so Todd will probably have most on streaming services and mine will be mostly things on cable or network. Mine are all on streaming service. Well, one of them is sort of a cable show. Okay. All right. So kick us off. We'll, we'll, we'll just go back and forth. So my number five is kind of a hybrid. It's two shows I crammed into there. So I guess it's an honorable mention and a number five. I don't know which one is which. Hang on, hang on. So are, are these in, in the order, or these are just five randomly placed? No, mine are in, or, in an order. Okay, mine are not, for the record, but go ahead. So my number five slash honorable mention, I'm not sure which is which, White Lotus and uh, The Rehearsal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Two shows that are not entirely related, both on HBO, but or HBO Correct. Max as I, as I viewed them, but. And the White Lotus just ended last week, so I don't I don't know if you'll watch season two I do not. or season one. I've seen any of it. They're not related at all. You said not entirely. No, related. sorry. They're I'm... both on HBO. <laughs> See, this is what fucking happens when you're eating peppermint and you no, that, inhale. That's the peppermint is um, holding down the cough a bit. Um, no, they're not related. One's a drama series, and I don't know what the fuck you call the rehearsal. Just some sort of absurd comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Fantasy? I think fantasy is probably the best description. But, you know, the rehearsal, just such a fucking weird show. And very weird. Still not even close to comfortable with some of the shit that he did on that show. It's like fucking with kids. Not literally, but like. Yeah. Easy. Mentally manipulating them. <laughs> Potentially. But I think for the kids, it wasn't to their detriment. He was kind of fucking with adults a little more. The kids, he was just kind of getting them to play along with Yeah, I mean, narrative. I would say the kids' parents were more manipulating them than the, than Nathan Fielder? Fielder? Fielder. Mm-hmm. Fielder was. Um, just the whole premise of the show, 
for those who haven't seen it, you should. Um, you can see how uncomfortable it makes you when he basically uh, comes up with situations. I think we've talked about it on this show. Uh, and uncomfortable situations and then or he finds people that are in uncomfortable situations and has them rehearse them so they feel more comfortable going through them. Telling someone you've been keeping a lie. Um, I don't. I don't even remember the premise for the majority of the show. Like what that situation was. There was the. I mean the the main main crux of the show was the woman who wanted to live with a kid to experience the growth mm. of a child to see if she wanted a child of her experience own. Experience motherhood before having an actual child of her own. There was the guy whose brother whose father had died. And he wanted to talk to his brother about the inheritance or something. That was the one that never really went anywhere because the guy was like racist or whatever. In the chicken store, in, in the can, I think it was a Cane's, in the chicken restaurant. But he did have the guy wipe his ass. <laughs> he had an actor wipe his ass. Yeah. Anyway. That was weird. Very strange show. White Lotus, also somewhat strange, but completely different. Is that kind of a drama. comedy? It's a yeah, drama. it's a dark okay. comedy, I'd say. Okay. Excellent writing. Excellent Who's the star direction and visuals. Um, so it's sort of an ensemble cast, and it's an anthology series. So I, there's one character that's sort of bridged between the first and second season, played by Jennifer Coolidge, or I guess maybe two characters. Her husband is also played by uh, former Napoleon Dynamite star Uncle Rico. Um, <clears throat> he was in it briefly, but... Uh, it was the first season. It was written as a limited series that they could shoot at a hotel in Hawaii as a COVID measure. Mm. And then um, it was so popular, they asked him to do a second season. This one was in Italy. But the second season features uh, the f- most famous name, I guess, would be, well, Aubrey Plaza oh. and uh, Michael Imperioli. Is that the name of the guy from The Sopranos? That's the name of a guy from The Sopranos, yeah. Those are probably the two most famous actors. F. Murray Abraham is also in it. Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, right? Yes, and Jennifer Coolidge, as I mentioned, is back. Yeah. And Uncle Rico, briefly. Okay. Excellent show. How about you? What what are we starting your list with? Um, I'll start from the back and work forward just because I feel like you might have this as a repeat. Um, so the first is a show that was in its third season this year. Um, and we talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. But I thought it was an excellent season, left with a bit of a cliffhanger for the fourth and final season, which will be released at some point next year, which we also talked about not that long ago on this podcast. And that is a Betty, everyone's favorite. Uh, that was Bill number Hader. four on my list. Okay. Excellent. Well, then we'll just talk right through it then. I thought it was an excellent season. Maybe the best. Um, I still think probably my favorite episode was from either season one or season two, and it was the one that was just very different from the entire rest of the show, where he breaks into the house of the... the like, I believe that's season two with the girl. Is that the season two with the girl? Ninja, yeah, the girl basically. Ninja, just fucking insane. That's still probably my favorite episode, but there were several this season, and several just scenes and the, like uh, different cinematography. Motorcycle chase. The motorcycle chase, yes, was similar. wild. 
was very wild. So, and it moved the plot along. I should rewatch that. That would be a good rewatch. It would be. And it's only, what, eight, eight ten episodes? It's a, it'd be a quick one. That's a Saturday afternoon if you really wanted to commit to it. But, um, yes, so, yeah, just an excellent season. Afternoons are clear, clearly more free than mine are, but. No, mine aren't free at all. I get like 90 minutes when someone's napping that I can do something. Four or five hours to watch a show. That's Saturday night for me. But anyway, um, so yeah, props to Bill. Did they win anything at the at the Emmys this year? Uh, I think it's next year that, the, that they'd be eligible for it. Oh, that's right. That's like a February thing. I can't remember. I don't know what these fucking... I know that... I think it's either the Emmys or the Oscars are usually when I'm in Tahoe skiing. So that's late February, early March. That's the only award show that I know when it is. But I think you're right. They're normally at the top of the year, at the beginning of the year. They talk about the year I'm that pretty was. pretty sure they're so. in February. All right, whatever. I don't fucking care. It should win something. Writing, acting, something. I'll take all of it. Um, so, yeah, barely. So there's no no wins for Barry last season, so I'm guessing it was not <laughs> eligible. Okay, fair enough. Gotcha. <clears throat> so that was last your number four. Emmy, sorry, not last season, but I know I know which one. So that was that was your number four. So you say you're you across number four many huh? different platforms, but here we are, all HBO shows for you to kick off. Well, That's right. thus far, yes. Okay. Um, sure. That's my so last my number HBO four, show. working backwards, and this is something that. I hesitate to give it, to put it on my list. I consider putting it as an honorable mention, but then I was like, I don't really have anything else. Um, so I'm throwing it on there. It's a show that I believe was on ABC. Um, it's called Alaska Daily, and it's a one-hour drama. It stars, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Million Dollar Baby, actress couple years older than you she's the premise of the office episode where they're saying if you say hillary swank it starts hillary swank i know i get there eventually um <laughs> if you're saying hillary swank is it hot, beautiful hot yeah, or is it hot hot or not yeah hot or not hot or not. um and even so it stars uh her as a, a reporter a newspaper writer she was a writer in like new york city or this something. Is a cbs show that you're watching abc I don't think I could bring myself to watch anything on CBS, just on principle, except for 60 Minutes, of course. Um, sure. <clears throat> but anyway, ABC show, 60-minute drama. She writes this big op-ed piece, and she's kind of blacklisted, and so she moves to Alaska, where her former editor now works, and she writes for the Alaska Daily, hence the name of the show. Comedy ensues. It's not comedy at all. No, oh, they drama ensues. The main story that they work on that's kind of a, a through line for the season so far, it's reached its midway point, is um, looking into the deaths of um, like native women in Alaska, which are in real life as well, kind of brushed under the rug and not given a lot of attention. And so, it, you know, it, it plays that, that storyline up. And of course, it's, you know, there's you're following Hillary, like, is she going to find love? She's this tough New York broad, and she's going to this local paper. And Does she have a heart the, of gold? The gigantic change. No, she's kind of a bitch in the show. No. That's, but that's the point. Um, a lovable bitch. 
A lovable bitch. That's right. But it's 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 actually been really good. And um, like I said, it, you you are so old. It's on hi, it's on hiatus. It's coming back in February. And this I is think a split season then. Yeah, and I coming think the reason. <laughs> I think the, sweeps aren't in February, but yeah, it'll it'll finish up in May during sweeps. But I think the reason they're doing it is because Hillary Swank, who's like 48, 49, something like that, is pregnant. Like legit pregnant, which seems extremely dangerous to me. Wait, so I think can she's you taking describe time off the to difference between pregnant and legit pregnant? Like it's not Hollywood pregnant where you have where you pay somebody a hundred grand to carry the kid. Like she's oh, she carrying the have kid. A surrogate, she's actually impregnated. She's her own surrogate, yes. She got uh she has forty eight BT dubs. Forty eight. I mean that's uh that's, that's definitely a that, geriatric pregnancy. That is a, I mean, my kid was part of a geriatric pregnancy, and my wife is yeah, nowhere near both 40. Both of my kids, so. too. <clears throat> there you go. So, anyway. But it's it's a good show. Check it out. It's streaming on, I believe, Hulu. So you could actually watch it if you wanted to. I think I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah, and that's what it was. We were watching, I guess we were probably watching a bunch of college football earlier this season on ABC and, and ESPN and whatever. They're all the same fucking company now. And we kept seeing the commercial for it, and I was like, that, that might actually be a good show. And it's it's panned out. So I say that I hesitate to put this on here, and I consider making an honorable mention, just because it's a network drama show. And I just it hurts me to even put that on yeah, The there, title card looks terrible. It's the worst. Alaska Mountains with the, the headline it of hits, her disembodied yeah, it, head floating above. <laughs> yes, it, it hits all the it's points that you good. would expect. But, uh, but it's a good show. So give it a spin. If you haven't met, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying the graphic. I know you're not. It's, it's listed on. It's it's UL. it's the equivalent it's of shit. a romantic comedy where the guy and the girl like back to back with their arms crossed, like. Oh, Wait, is Fleischman? Here we are. Fleischman. From uh, Northern Exposure, wasn't that his name? No, 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 fucking idiot. <laughs> he only does shows in Alaska. No, he's not in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that his character's that's, name? Fleischman? That show from 30 years ago. <laughs> He's just waiting for his next opportunity to have a, 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 the last a network drama. Is pregnant. <sighs> anyway, all right, move along. Alaska Daily, check it out. I want to see, see. Yeah, Dr. Joel Fleischman. Yeah, no one cares. You don't get extra bonus points because you remembered the it Northern was, It was actually filmed in Washington State. Fantastic. Wait, Northern Exposure was or Alaska Daily is? Northern Exposure. I mean, Alaska Daily might be too. I don't know. Um, I'm getting because if they if they are taking a break, they're sure as shit not filming right now in Alaska. Probably no, only filmed during the summertime. Yes. I mean, I think that's true of a lot of shows in northern climes. Anyway, my number three, the final season of Better Call Saul. Ah. Which is on a cable network AMC. I think I watched it on Netflix. Interestingly, I think I watched the final season on Netflix in Japan because it wasn't on in the States yet, but it's on in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded all the episodes so I could watch them. And then uh, I think AMC will let you watch it on their website, like for the week that it's on or something. I think that's how I watched the the end of it. Quite a show. Excellent show. 
in a great series finale. They landed the plane very nicely. Uh, if you don't know what Better Call Saul is, it's the, uh, I guess, spinoff. The prequel. Prequel to, the prequel uh, to Breaking Bad. Yeah. To Breaking Bad. Similar characters. Different, in the, different story arc. I mean, not different story arc, but expansion of the story really developed the, the Saul character. It's just from amazing. a different angle, yeah. Um, and in the penultimate, or maybe the maybe also the ultimate episode, they actually had the Breaking Bad characters show up, and there were a couple scenes. Yeah, Walter White and Jesse were definitely, I think they were, I, don't, I think it was the penultimate episode. I think it was, too, when Jesse showed up at, the, at Saul's office, and then... In that same episode, there was a lot of flashing forward and backwards, but um, he and Walter White were in a like a bunker of some sort. I don't know. I think it was the lab. Was it the lab? Oh, and then they were also they showed them in the the RV in one of those episodes. Yeah, too. that was earlier, earlier in the season. Yeah, that was earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. That was oh, my that number your one. BCS. <laughs> That's my number one show for the year is BCS. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was a fantastic season. I want to get now that I know that you. I, I didn't. I think I knew that you were watching that, but we never really talked about that show on the pod very much. I want to get your thoughts on the fifth episode of this season, or when? I'm sorry, not the fifth. There were like five to go. There was the episode where he was the he worked at the Cinnabon. He is. Walter, I mean uh, no. Saul. He is Saul, or whatever his and, name was in Nebraska, yeah. or wherever he was. Right, and he was um, he was working with his two. There will be spoilers for those who haven't finished the. Yeah, huge spoiler alert. Although the show, the series finale was like four months ago, so fucking get over yourself. Yeah. But anyway, um, he was working with his two accomplices to do the uh, the heist in the mall. Yeah, Carol and the whole, son and somebody else. Yes, the whole episode was in black and white, and yes. the whole episode was just this. It was very repetitive. It was him going to the security guards, the lead security guard played by setting the up guy the that heist. plays Jerry from Parks and Rec, and bringing him a <laughs> Cinnabon, and just being relatable and relatable and being good friends and timing total, everything down. Total. Uh, what the fuck's the other show? Um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad sort of uh, it's the same show episode runner. direction. I know, but it's I mean, you know, runner. they had those ones where they were like cleaning the the lab or whatever. No, I never saw Breaking Bad, so I don't know. But I assume you never watched it. Breaking Bad? No, we've talked about this, and you were probably listening to music and not listening to me, which is not a surprise. I've never seen a single second of Breaking Bad. Well, they have similar episodes like that in Breaking Bad. I figured. I figured. Um so I, I want to know, but I want to know your thoughts on that episode because it was such a just complete, I mean, I, I get it. It's part of the story, but it was, you know, it wasn't building on any of the rest of the story. It was Saul and his I mean, other it, life. It's describing his life in wherever it was, Nebraska, and his motivations for how the, the story ends up. Because there's the time when he's in Albuquerque. Then he and um, Kim split up. He's living there, and his sort of final, I don't know, exit or swan yeah. song. It's just telling the story. I don't know. You didn't like it, clearly. 
I'm not saying whether I liked it or not. I want to hear your opinion, and then I'll tell you my opinion. Don't fucking uh-huh. shove that gigantic peppermint in your mouth. Answer my fucking question. <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean, I every episode was great. I mean, it's just, it's, just some of the some of the character work with just seeing. Um, fuck, what's his name? Bob. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, you know, just really cook and yeah. play that role. And all the like subtle things he does to, I mean, they, he really establishes that character. This is a person who's like a fucking genius, but also a fuck up. And like, yes, he, he only knows how to do sort of like not evil things, things, but slightly underhanded and like yeah, yeah shyster, not shyster, but like shady shit. And that's just like a complete like deep dive into the world of Saul. And how he becomes yeah. Saul Goodman and no longer Jimmy. I mean, he hasn't been Jimmy for a while, but. Yeah, he hasn't been Jimmy for a very long time. But um, no, I very much enjoyed the episode. I could see. I could see someone liking the show and, you know, being intrigued by where the show is going and then watching that episode going, what the fuck is this? Like, what is the point of this? Why do I need to keep watching him go up, bring the Cinnabon? I get it. He's doing the same thing, and then he walks through the the store and does the steps. Yeah, and all that, I mean, you know? I'd say if you're if you're looking for just a purely plot driven show, that that part could be frustrating. But if yeah. you can't appreciate the sort of artwork and the the flourishes that they they do to like flesh out the character in the show, like a couple seasons before when he's dealing with his brother who has you know sort of yeah mental issues and the OCD paranoia stuff, and yeah. all the stuff with the foil wrapped house. Like there's similar stuff in some of those where he's yeah. really going to great effort to accommodate his brother. His brother's still like to him. hundred percent. Well, and you mentioned Kim in that final season, one of the final episodes, we see her life in Florida and she has friends over and she's now married to a guy and they show him having sex real quick and then or yeah, she's they dating do, a guy. They do a lot of those sort of like and then hear, he leaves. Hear all the beats of their day. Yeah, the whole day and she goes you to see work her, and it's her boring. sort of dogged rigor in working at the sprinkler parts company and like yeah. same same skills she used as a lawyer, just really like just for significantly less going money down and she to supply <laughs> sprinkler supplies to yeah, Omaha or wherever the fuck she lives. I think it's actually in Arizona or something. Whatever it was, but like same thing. I mean, that was that wasn't the full episode, but that was like thirty or forty minutes of that episode was. Yeah, it's a big Kim's chunk. New life. I guess well, my point is, if you can't appreciate that part of the show, the show is gonna probably drive you crazy pretty quickly. Right, because it does happen a couple of times. You're right. That's for sure. Thinking back to earlier seasons, that you know when you're first introduced to the the chicken restaurant there's a lot of that too where it's just you know fring like i think it's his real name like helping customers and putting away trays of of chicken like yeah, fried chicken scrubbing the the fryer vat yeah it's where they make the <laughs> carrot fries and then you see that he's this meticulous you know you you later learn again spoiler alert that he's this meticulous you know leader and ultimately killer and, well, have you seen you Better know. Call Saul? You already know that. So, or uh, Breaking the other Bad. show, Breaking Bad. How's your memory, Todd? You losing it? Fantastic. Oh, Jesus. 
you remember my question. I guess that's a good sign. Anyway, so yeah, that was my number one. So way to go. So I have two remaining. I assume you have two remaining. I do. So do your number two. My number not two. Not in the seat. Yeah, what's your number two? What? I said not in the seat. My number two. I'm going to drop it right here. Drop this deuce. Uh, Severance from Apple TV. I figured that would be your number amazing. one. I'm surprised. That, now I'm very excited to see what your number one might be. But, <laughs> um, yeah, you've spoken a lot about it. I want to see it. I've heard podcasts talking about it, a podcast with uh, uh, not Adam, not the main character, but with uh, Ben Stiller, who I believe was a writer or a oh, producer. Yeah. No, he's the director and showrunner, I believe. Okay, well, there you go. He may have. Mm, I don't think he wrote it, but... He's a lot of the creative force behind it, the visual styling. Which, from what I've heard of the show, again, I've never seen it, but, like, it's not a madcap comedy, which is what you'd expect. No, no, no. I, apparently, he's, nothing a like big, that at all. he's a big sort of perfectionist director based on the podcast that I heard about the show, and it's very well done. I suggest and you catch up before season two drops. <clears throat> For those that haven't seen it, the general premise is that you have, there's a separation between when you're at work and when you're at home, and you don't know, as a person, what the other is doing. Yes, you, you undergo a procedure called severance, and you basically separate your work life from your personal life. So you go in, they have, they've been embedded something in your brain or your head. When you go down the elevator, you, you forget everything, like you turn into your work self and you don't know anything about your personal self you're at work when you you go into the elevator your uh personal self wakes up and it's like oh another day at work like i i guess it was a good day and then you just go home and do whatever most of the people have different personal reasons why they may have severed themselves some sort of tragedy or pain that they're trying to escape sure um makes sense but there's a lot of different reasons they go into Many of them, and whew, it's fucking good. It's, good it's stuff. a great premise. It's not, you know, it's obviously not a superhero show. It's an interesting idea that they've fleshed out very well. So it's on Apple TV Plus. You should definitely, definitely watch. Not, it. not to spoiler alert myself, but you, you said that people go into it. So, do they only know why they did it in one? either at the workplace or in their personal life? Like, if they did it in their personal life, do they know anything about what's happening while they're in their work life? Do they know they're part of the severance situation? I mean, the, so the personal life chooses to be severed. Gotcha. Um, okay. The work life self doesn't, uh, what do they call it? They call them innies and outies. So the innie okay. is at work. Uh, the innie knows nothing about the Audi. The Audi knows that the innie exists. I mean, they both know each other exists. Sure. But they, uh, they don't. There's no communication between the two. So they gotcha. don't know. They don't know what has happened. Okay. Um, during the day, or. I mean, obviously, yeah. that sort of tension is something that comes up in the show, and pushing the limits on whether that communication can or does exist. Okay. That's, Interesting. that's not really a spoiler. That's just. just no, I know. I imagine just... they're going to be like, okay, two separate shows. <laughs> we never, never the twain shall meet. Right. 
I mean, that tension the, is what drives the show. So obviously, there's going to be of course attempts of or course. stuff and across I, that b- barrier. I assume like an eight or ten episode season, something like that. Uh, probably ten. Let me look. Todd'll look that up. So Severance, Apple TV. That is one that I want to see. There are several shows on Apple TV that I want to see. Ted Lasso, for example. Never seen a second of it. I Nine episodes. That's very good too. Nine episodes for uh, for Severance. Okay. Um <clears throat> so next up my list, and again, this was kind of a struggle for me just creating this list, because I I watch so much crap TV that like putting together a list of actual good shows is is hard to do. And I'm sure I'm overlooking some. But this is a, a another network TV show, a comedy, half-hour comedy. It's new. It's from the mind of Paul Feig, who you may know from – well, he directed a number of uh, The Office episodes, but he was also the creator of um, Freaks and Geeks. Um, and uh, it's called Welcome to Flatch. And it's a kind of a single-camera shoot – Comedy, no laugh track, so it's not like a studio comedy. Um, and it's the story of basically follows these two teenagers. I think the girl might be might be 20 or might be playing someone 20. But basically two teenagers in a very rural Ohio town and just kind of what they do in a day and what their life is like. And um, I, I think it's well done. It's got a lot of subtle humor. It's very character driven. It also has Sean William Scott, uh, probably most famously Stifler. known as Stifler. Yeah, exactly, from the American Pie movies. Um, as a, ironically, as a as the pastor of the church in Flatch, Ohio. But um, it's just... What is this it, on? It's on uh, Fox. Half-hour comedy on Fox. Man, really? Probably also streaming somewhere else. It's, it's probably deep the... deep into the uh, network. It's the... It's the only show I think I've watched on Fox in years that I can think of anyway. Um, but it's good. It's a good show. It's got humor. Again, it's got a lot of very good characters. That's that's the point of it. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, Todd, so I'm sure you can find it since you don't have a cable box in your house. It uh, looks like it might be on Hulu. It may be. I don't know. I watch it on my DVR. It is, so it is on Hulu. There you go. It's called Welcome to Flatch. Um, I think it's still in its first season. They kind of did the same thing where they had second season. They had a situation where they had like eight episodes over the summer and then it took a break Sorry, and then it came only back. Only season two is on Hulu for some reason. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's but definitely it's not in its first season because the full well, again, second season is on I I'm guessing they had just, the, they had like a over the summer, they had like five days in a row they showed episodes or something, and then, and then it took a break or I, I don't remember exactly how it was. It was a very weird introduction, um, but but again, it's 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 also one of those shows. If you can only get season two, you're probably not. You, you could jump right in, like you'll pretty quickly figure out who the characters are. You don't need to. You don't need to see it from the get-go. It's not like Better Call Saul where you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Who is that? Like, you can figure out who the characters are and, and, and catch up pretty quickly. So, okay. It's interesting. The internet says, where can I watch season one? And it says Hulu, but it's not on Hulu. 
but Hulu disagrees. That's too bad. All right, Todd, what's what's top of the mountain for you? You can rent it on uh, Amazon Prime if you like. Okay. What's that? Oh, my top show? Yeah. It's a little uh, thing on Disney Plus from the world of Star Wars called Andor. Jesus. It is fucking fucking amazing. Uh, All of all the shows I've mentioned are amazing. I they're your top five, I would assume so. Probably the least. (laughs) Right. Amazing. Yeah. I I like the rehearsal just because it's so fucking weird, but yeah, it's very unique. Andor is so good. So, if you've seen shit, what's the movie? Uh, Phantom Menace. Star Wars movie. Uh, shit. I'm trying to think of the name of it. So it's it's sort of a prequel to the Star Wars movie. The Jar Jar Binks one? It's my favorite one. No, not that one. God damn it, what's it called? <laughs> it's not part of the, uh, the like the Skywalker series. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie we'll is just called... we'll just hold Rogue One. That's what it's called. Oh, Rogue uh, One. So it's a prequel to Rogue One. Gotcha. It follows Cassian Andor, the titular Love character. Him. Yeah. Um, and it has great cat. It's just it's amazing. As the podcast that I listen to, or one of the podcasts I listen to, discussing it, it's Star Wars for adults. Oh, um, not so not in sex like a sexy drugs? way, but, but uh, lost interest. There is more violence, like. People dying, not in a sad, symbolic way, but just getting whacked. Gotcha. And it's not, it's not like violent, like a Sopranos type of show, but there is some violence. Uh, But the interesting thing is, I think there are 12 episodes in the first season, but there are sort of like three episode arcs. So it's almost like three or four movies put together and they're really, really good. Okay. It's sort of the start of the rebellion and how that is forming. Oh god, you you would like it, Scott. It's fucking good. I don't like Star Wars. What? First of all, since like, when? And you don't honestly. My wife says that bullshit too, and I know it's bullshit. <laughs> you don't even have to like Star Wars. I mean, if you like Star Wars, great. But there, there's very few like weird aliens in this show. It's mostly humans. Mm. There's like one droid who's not like. He but it takes place it. in space, correct? Uh, not really. On I a mean, planet they, far, far away. Yeah, but it's more just like another. It's not. It. I mean, it is sci-fi, but it's 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 much less about the sci-fi part of it. Mm. It's as it's you you would like it if you like the high drama. Better call Saul. You would like Andor. I do like the high drama better call Saul. It has a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So does Weekend at Bernie's too. Um <clears throat> I'm sure that's not true. Don't look that up. I'm sure that's wrong. Anyway, okay, Andor. Never heard of it. Andor don't care. Um, but check it out. You sh- seriously you should watch it. It's really, really, really good. 
I get. I've never watched The Sopranos. I've never watched Breaking Bad. I have a thousand what the shows. Fuck? I need to watch Why have you never watched The watch Sopranos? Them. I don't know. I've never even seen The Wire all the way through. I think um, you would enjoy it more than The Sopranos, honestly, because partially because it came out this year, and there's some stuff in The Sopranos I'm sure that feels a little dated. But what, like no cell phones? <laughs> they have cell phones. I think they have flip phones in The Sopranos, or at least oh, part of okay. it. Okay. Yeah, later the later series. Well, or later I mean, season. Sopranos has like his kids. Sometimes they're actors in it, like not his actual kids, not Gandolfini's kids, but the people that the the people that play his kids are a little annoying in some of the episodes. So, oh, fair enough. Um, okay, and then my last one again. These are not in any particular order. Uh, it's more a lifetime achievement award. Uh, and it's on my list there is TWD and it's the final season, which was broken up into three parts, by the way, of The Walking Dead. And it's interesting because your point oh, about Jesus Christ, about all right, fucking space nerd, your point about a show. I, I'm not interested yeah. in watching any of the shows that you mentioned that I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen. Yeah, I think you'd watch. I think you'd watch Alaska Daily. You should watch Flatch. Just fucking, it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes of non-commercial time. Like, just watch one episode. You probably won't think it's funny. I'll never watch it again. That's fine. But you don't understand comedy. So, um, anyway, The Walking Dead, um, in its 11th and final season, is broken up into three parts of eight episodes each. So, it's like eight episodes, four months off. Eight episodes, four months off. And now the final eight episodes. Um, and it's, you, it you mentioned... It is done. You mentioned and with with Andor that it's not about, you know, the the weird space aliens or characters or even anything most people associate with Star Wars. At this point, eleven years in, or probably closer to twelve or thirteen years, but eleven seasons in, same thing with The Walking Dead. It's not about the zombies anymore, like or the the Walking Dead anymore. It's about the characters. And, Does it have zombies? Do people get eaten or? Oh yeah, they're still. Off? There's still plenty of zombie murder and so it is it's a very that. it's a very gruesome show for sure but um, but it's no longer the way it used to be in the first what couple of seasons. What happened to you? How do you, why do you like stuff completely different from me? I don't understand. You watch like horror movies and shit. I don't get that at all. I do watch horror movies. What's wrong with horror movies? You're just a pussy. You can't deal with horror movies. That's, that's, that's just boring. I don't understand the appeal. What are your top five movies of all time? Don't even think about it. Just answer. Go. I don't know. See, that's the thing. You don't care about movies. That's the problem. You, I like movies. I don't watch many movies. We've discussed you don't watch this, many but... adult movies anymore. Yeah, because you don't have the patience for it. I don't think you ever did. You it's certainly don't now. Thing. It's definitely not a patience thing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy movies, but I can't get my wife to commit to spending two hours without falling asleep watching anything and the stuff i like is more like art house films oh here we go such as if given my the choice uh i really like the dardan brothers i believe they're belgian belgish bel belgian definitely not belgish (laughs) Belgish. hang on hang on episode title (laughs) the brothers dardan what the fuck is Belgish? Okay. And and what, what film are they both be, uh, best known for? Um, I don't know. They're all super fucking depressing, though. Oh, love it. 
I watched a very depressing, not to sidetrack, but that's what we do on the show. I watched a very depressing movie on a plane two days ago called 50-50, which came out about 10 years ago, um, starring uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, stoner guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, Keanu Reeves? No, the younger guy. Uh, Stifler. No, not Steph. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I kept thinking Seth. I was like, that's not right. Uh, had Anna Kendrick, Seth Rogen. Oh, and, he is such a guy. Yeah, he sounds like a. He sounds like a. Oh, 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 he sounds like a fraggle. And um, I can't think of the main character. But anyway, it's called Fifty Fifty, and it was about a guy who developed spinal cancer in his late twenties, and he only had a fifty fifty shot at living. Hence the title. Extremely depressing movie, but. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd consider that kind of an indie, not art house flick, certainly not, but an indie flick. Very high drama, almost kind of a love story too. Spoiler alert, Anna Kendrick is the main love interest. Imagine that. Um, so yeah, I watch depressing movies too, not just horror movies. And I don't even watch horror movies like as a rule. I just, I think, I think Adam got me into horror movies. He's a huge horror movie buff. And just having that kind of access for many years in my twenties kind of kind of got me into that world. But um, anyway, so you can't think of a single Belgish movie from these brothers. Oh, uh, the Sun, not S U N, but S O N. S O N. Okay. I'm trying to think which other ones I've watched. I think I watched. What's 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 the un- underlying theme of these films? Are they documentaries? Are they no? They're they're all fictional. They're sort of like that cinema verite reality verite. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look and see if there's a Wikipedia like. Uh, you must really love these guys. You have to look up one movie. Well, I, I haven't watched one of the movies in a very long time because I haven't watched many movies, as we've right. discussed. Except what your daughters want to watch. I understand. Uh, like um, they they with the cinema verite and they like use hand often use handheld cameras and use available light which is similar to uh, um, another one of my favorites the the Danish director whose name I can't remember right now whose movies are also very depressing gotcha um, variation on a theme here Todd so I get shit for not liking the same shit you do, and you're saying it's all depressing and European. Okay. I'm okay with my decision. What is his name? Where is his... Oh, Lars von Trier. Oh. Actually, I have heard that name. Yeah, those are really good, too. So the takeaway, people, is Todd doesn't have five favorite movies. I mean, I think The Big Lebowski is probably one of my favorite movies, not a depressing movie no. at all. Okay. No, not at all. Major motion picture. That's interesting. But I do like Throwback. the Coen brothers. Yeah, Coen brothers brothers do good work, for sure. I'm not as in love with them as a lot of people are, but they make decent films. Uh, I'm trying to think what other movies would be in my top five. I don't know. That's fine. Don't worry about it. What, All like, right. Can you give us a quick recap of two or three of your top five? Sure. American um, Pie. American Pie 2. No and no. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Nope. You want to keep guessing? This is fun. 
I bet you can Saw guess my three. favorite movie of all time. If you actually stop for a second, stop thinking of stupid fucking movies. Uh, I have no idea what your favorite movie of all time okay. is. My number one movie of all time, and it's been this way for many years, is Rudy? Back to the Future. No, oh. I do love Back to the Future. I could jump in Still at any point though? and recite that like line. a nostalgia thing. It's still, it's a great, it's, it's, it'll never die. It's a great film. Even though we're past the year that he was moving, you know, moving in the future to 2015. But anyway, um, Back to the Future, uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, I think is a fantastic film. Like I still get emotional watching some scenes in that movie. Um, anything where, anything that's, that's, you know, a uh, uh, uh a depiction of real life events, I think, like, can can get me. Saving Private Ryan's not a real life story, is it? Well, no, but people were in war. Oh, true. A depiction of of I've heard that, yeah. Like the, the 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 pivotal scene in that movie, one of the early scenes in Saving Private Ryan, is when they land at the beaches of Normandy, and it's just yeah, Normandy Beach. Like just knowing that people actually did had to go through what they depicted. And, you know, you can only assume that they did some research and tried to make it as realistic as possible. I didn't see you as a... uh, It fucking hits me, man. It's like, that's... that's, It's just weird. It's fucked up. Like, no, I'm a huge... I like anything World War II I'll watch. Like, Jamie and I were watching... uh, I've never heard you express any interest in history and or World War II. I hate history, but... In terms of films, I'll watch can, anything from World War II. How can you say you hate history? <laughs> no, I just I hate it as a subject in school. I should say I don't hate history, but I hate it as a subject in school. So, as as a perfect example, in addition, also my top five is Schindler's List, another very depressing movie, but very real. Don't fucking roll your eyes. You can't name. You said The Sun. That's the only movie you, I said. Give me a top five. You said The Sun, and you had to look it up. I'm actually giving you movies that I've watched many times and seen many times, and it made an impact. How many times have you seen Schindler's List? More Several than times. Once? I have the VHS copy of it. Do you have a VCR? I do have a VCR. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a working VCR. This, this, this is not selling yourself as a movie buff. I'm watching a movie that came out 35 fucking years ago. Motherfucker, I'm not trying to say that I'm a movie buff. Did I say I'm a movie buff? No, you just said that. I'm just saying I can name my top five movies without thinking about it. You've got to, like, reach deep into your pockets. Anyway, Changing Gears completely, also in my top five, worth mentioning. It could be a transition to our next topic if we choose to talk about it. Is Fletch. Fletch is... All over the place. The definition of a comedy movie, in my opinion. A lot of people don't like Chevy Chase. I'm not really a huge Chevy Chase fan, but in Fletch, he is fucking flawless. There, are, There's such subtlety to his performance. No, it's an extremely well-written subtlety. Movie. Yes, to the lines in his... I'm not, I'm not saying like he makes choices as an actor. It's a fucking comedy movie. But, <laughs> but just the way it's written and the way he delivers a, a, a numerous lines in that movie, I feel like it could only have been done by him at that point in his career. Fletch is just fucking. It, I'm sure it doesn't hold up. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but there are just so many lines in the movie that are fucking classic and very, very funny. And then Die Hard would probably be round out the top five for me. 
Die Hard's the best action movie of all time, in my opinion. And I don't even think it's close. Because, yeah, there's some CGI, but nowadays it's all CGI. Fuck that. It's cheating. Just make an action flick with dudes shooting each other. So you'd say Die Hard's a better action movie than, like, The Matrix? Oh, definitely. It's not even close. I don't even know if I would define The Matrix as an action movie. But if you looked up on IMDb, it would say sci-fi or something. You wouldn't define The Matrix as an action movie. All they do is shoot fucking guns at each other and spin around bullets and then do kung fu. <laughs> that is true. I'm not saying I don't like The Matrix. The Matrix is a good movie. I have no problem. I have a Just problem the with the trilogy one. as a whole. But the first one is a good movie. And I had a poster for a long time from The Matrix. It was a fucking dope-ass poster. And I had to throw it away when I moved, and I'm very upset about it. But um, I mean, I have to, but I chose to. It had a tear in it. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Matrix, good flick. But yeah, Die Hard's just fucking, it's got it all. It's got a little comedy. It's got some action. It's got Ellis. I mean, come on, what more do you need? Todd's shaking his head again. Okay. Um, let's skip the second topic. We can get to that later because we're already an hour in. I wanted to give you an update that blew my fucking mind. And you can see it, the third bullet point on the list here. So The Matrix is described as a sci-fi action movie. There you go. I knew sci-fi would be... I knew sci-fi would be... I mean, I get the sci-fi part of it, but I don't know. I I don't like the term sci-fi, personally, because it makes me think of stuff that I don't like. Sci-fi is a very big genre, for sure. That encompasses a like, lot of I shit. I don't think of Star Wars as sci-fi. I know it is, but, like, yeah. I think of sci-fi as, like, nerdy shit that I don't it is. care for. You're, you're saying the same words. Star Wars, nerdy shit, sci-fi. Those are all the same thing. Um, in any event. Star Trek can be sci-fi. Star Wars, not so much. Star Trek, also sci-fi. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Also sci-fi. <laughs> exactly. That's sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I mean, if... If our listeners enjoy that stuff, I, that's fine. It's just not my thing. Yeah, and I've never seen those, so I don't. It could be my thing, but currently it is not. List your top five movies. I can't name any of them. I don't like this stuff. I've never seen it. Just really, really selling yourself as a. a kind have of you seen Have you crap. seen Battlestar Galactica? I have seen Battlestar Galactica. It's not good. Wait, aren't there like twenty-seven different versions of it though? I've seen, I've yes, I've seen the TV show. I've, I don't think that I've seen the film. I don't think I've seen any of the films. I should say films, but I've seen the TV show, a couple episodes. I had a roommate, right. or not a what roommate, you, a sweet mate. What, what do you want to talk about? Let's stop talking about sci-fi because neither one of us give a shit about sci-fi. Okay, fair point. I had a, I have a friend who I went to high school with, who was in. True. The, oh, sorry. Correct who was in um, theater with me. As you know, my senior year, I did a couple plays in high school because it was just a, a talent that could not be contained anymore. It had <laughs> yeah. to be shared with the Couldn't world. be contained and then never used again. This uh, not, not true. Not true at all. In any event. Have you um, been in any plays since <clears throat> No, but I've been on national, national shows. I've, I've been on television as a, shows. As a warm body? No, I was serving coffee. Did you have sweet parts? No, because I was I wasn't I wasn't SAG sure. or AFTRA. Anyway, anyway, um, still miles ahead of your 
acting and theater career. But in any event, I'm not. I had be an actor. Good for you. I had a buddy who was a year younger than me, who I knew from from that theater experience, my senior year of high school. He's a very nice guy, very soft spoken, very reserved guy. And this past weekend, I follow him on on the socials. This past past weekend, he posted on Facebook that he was at New Brooklyn Tavern, which, as you know, is the the rock and roll club in West Columbia, technically, uh, the town that Todd and I grew up in. Yeah. No, I think it's West Columbia. But anyway, it's right across the the river. It's in the Vista area. But anyway, um, and he said he he posted a video. He was at a show at New Brooklyn Tavern, of course, and it was Corey Feldman, who apparently is on tour doing, like, a musical show. I'm sure there's some spoken word stuff too, but he was like playing guitar and shit like that. Yeah, not not something I would go to, but I'm not holding this against my... Definitely my would not go to see that. But as you can do on Facebook, he posted where he was and it says with, and it listed uh, another person. And the person that he listed it, that he was with at the show was Christopher Bickle. Now, nice. for... One person listening to this right now, they probably know who Christopher Bickle is. You and I obviously both know who Christopher Bickle is. I'm not sure he goes by Christopher. But But that's what it – I'm just saying what it listed. So I was like, what the fuck? Like talk about two worlds colliding. This person is younger than you, so he's got a good seven, eight-year age gap. Probably 10-year age gap between him and Chris Bickle, yes. For those that don't know, which is most of you that are still listening at this point, Chris Bickle is – Somewhat infamous in the Columbia hardcore scene. He was in the band Inhumanity. He was in a band called Confederate Fag. He's been in a number of different... Guy in a punchline. He's been in a number of different bands. He also ran the record store Nuclear Days for a number of years. His entire existence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, as long as it was open. He has now made some uh, sort of B-movie... Yes, Slasher he's made some films, I think. independent movies with. I mean, B movies. I think nudity. he would probably describe them though. He's he likes. I don't. I don't know him personally that well, but he right. seems to enjoy the campier side of things. Yes, very true. That is accurate. Um, I think he funded one of them on Kickstarter or whatever. So I, I don't know. I don't know how he's even surviving. He apparently. I, I've been told. I mean, he there's all Papa everyone Jazz, or did work at Papa Jazz. He works at Papa Jazz. I've, I've heard stories that at some point he was a male stripper. He may still be. I don't know. He's a very short guy, but a very big personality. He was a lead singer in those bands that I'm talking about. He's just he's he's just a guy that you know. If you've been around the Columbia scene or you were in the Columbia scene anytime in the past 35 years, you know who Chris Bickle is. And so to hear that a friend of mine from high school who, again, I know you don't know the guy, but... He is the last person on my Facebook list that I would think would be associated with Chris Bickle was watching Corey Feldman perform at New Brooklyn Tavern with him. Kind of blew my mind. So I immediately Facebook messaged my friend and I said, this is a real <laughs> what the two fuck's worlds. going on here? Yeah, this is a real two worlds colliding moment for me. How do you know Chris Bickle? And he said that he... Did you say Chris he, or Christopher? No, I, I just said Chris. He said See, that he thanks. had bumped. Are you done? For fuck's sake. He said that he had. Uh, so easily. Just tell your fucking story. 
he bumped into him, and I'm trying to pull up my Facebook messengers just so I don't fuck up this story. Um, do, 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 do. He said he, he met him at, at Nuclear Days back in the late 90s. So I guess he was just in there buying records and became friendly with Chris Pickle, which I could totally see Chris, like, befriending all of the customers. But again, to, to befriend this guy. And then, but that was 20, that was over 20 years ago. And now he's at a show, a Corey Feldman show again. It's weird. It's been closed for quite some time. Quite some time. Probably before the year 2000. Quite possibly. So, I don't know. It was just very weird. I knew you would at least appreciate that because you know who he is. <clears throat> and the fact that the fact that Chris Bickle was at a Corey Feldman show does not surprise me. Although I will say my friend, just to further kind of paint a picture of him, he's a, he's a giant Michael Jackson fan. Like that's his favorite artist of all time. So maybe the Michael Jackson Corey Feldman connection is why <laughs> they were... he went to see buds they were buds that's one way to put it so i don't know just very bizarre i had to share that and again Wait, i know this person is your age or similar, similar one year younger than me. you yes and he's a big michael jackson fan and is anyone still a big michael jackson fan my my friend david is yes big michael jackson fan that's like celebrates his birth and death on facebook every year um yeah i think it just that was that was the artist that made the impact on him as a kid and he uh you know hashtag never forget so anyway so for those of you that know chris bickle and if you don't i don't know what to tell you i would say look him up but i don't know if i don't know if you can find that movie i know that movie you're i, I heard about that movie you're talking about that he uh he put together very much a b movie can't be Horror type flick, independently done, of course. I'm just curious what he's up to now. And and you said you don't really know him. I didn't really know him either. Um, during the King Supa days in the late '90s, he the film was called Bad Girls. Came out last year. Bad Girls. There you go. Um, excuse me. During the King Supa days in the late '90s and maybe as late as the early aughts, I would occasionally bump into him and either Jimmy Chin's House of Emo Violence or Rockefeller, anywhere else that, that King Supa was playing a show. Um, you might see Chris Bickle there, but uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys in the scene that probably looks exactly the same. He's also one of those guys that yeah, I bet looks, like in his hasn't changed at all. Early to mid-50s and looks 25, but a little more wrinkled. Yeah, yep. I would imagine that's the case. So, more power to him. I think I saw him at Papa Jazz one of the last times I was there. Not like working. Saw him like, hey, what's up? But like, right. he was there and I was there. We did not have a conversation. As I mentioned, we weren't friends, but I have right. had a conversation with him before. But we're not like close or <laughs> on a first name basis or anything. <laughs> Todd wasn't in the scene, as I just said. He attended shows in the scene, sure. Oh, God. Yes, you were definitely in the scene. <laughs> Goddamn right I was. <laughs> I went to a lot more shows than you did. That may be true, but how many did you play? Just one that Fewer I remember. than you did. Huh? Yeah, 
far fewer. I said just one that I recall. You don't remember singing at the uh, very first JYD show? Oh, I did that. I was... Uh... Whatever that place was called. What was that place called? Annie's. Annie's? No. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I performed at that show. Uh, Jet 270 played a show at Rockefeller's. Did you perf- you performed in that show? Yes. What did what did you perform? Vocals. What do you mean? What did I perform? Our songs. I, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. They had they had a brass part. And they had you bust out the trombone. I don't know. That would have been way more impressive. You're like, yeah, I played a scale on the trombone to open up a Jet Two Seven Zero song. Anyway, that was not the case. Okay. Fair enough. Todd, member of the scene. Todd. Are we done? Don't do that with your chair. We're almost done. There's 10 <laughs> days till Christmas, Todd. Have you purchased all of your Christmas gifts for your loved ones? Uh, I just purchased gifts for your daughter today, actually, with the oh. snow delay. I just have to mail them. With the snow delay? Yeah. Our, I told oh, because of the two-hour two snow hour delay. Gotcha. Okay. School delay, so we went to purchase gifts. So... <laughs> The delay was in order to keep people off the roads, keep them safe. You said, fuck it, let's go shopping. It wasn't, it was just wet pavement. I knew they, they delayed it last night in anticipation of inclement weather. And it didn't happen. That happens all the time. And then they're like, yep, school's happening just two hours late. Gotcha. Okay. So that, that was the final gift selection that you needed to make. Is that what you're, what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. As far as you know. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming up on it myself. I really need to get those final gifts in. Just so I know, you're leaving a week from today to head down to Dirty Dirty? Yes. Okay, so next Thursday. Are you guys leaving at some odd fucking hour, like 3 a.m.? I don't think so. I think we're going to leave. The girls get out three hours early, so the later time would be one something. So we'll probably leave after that. So Thursday afternoon. So you plan yes. to get to Columbia midnight, 11 p.m., something like that? I hope not, but yes, probably. And then what are your what are your plans? Staying there through Christmas? Go yes. down to Chucktown? What's the deal? Yes. Those okay. two things. Do you not want to reveal your plans? Do you think a rabid <laughs> fan of this program are going to stalk you? post-Christmas, and then we'll be going to Charleston and then returning to Columbia. Yes. Okay. And then come back somewhere around New Year's Eve. That's typically your Probably. your cadence. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're good. It's an open-ended ticket, so we can uh, return whatever we want. I mean, it is a car. You're taking yes. the, the felines, I assume? Yeah. Okay. God knows why, but yes. Because <laughs> they can't survive on their own for 10 days, I'd imagine. True. Or... I guess it wouldn't be ten, well, it might be ten days, close to ten days, eight days, nine days. Um, are you going to San Jose at any point? I hope so. Okay. Are you going to Shiano's, or at least going to get? I also hope so. Take away from Shiano's. Okay. Although my in-laws have become, uh, they like mod pizza, so we may do that instead. Ooh. There's nothing wrong with mod pizza. No, I don't mind mod pizza. I just I. It's we no have Shiano's. a mod pizza close to our house. It's not Shiano's pizza. Right. 
It's not special. And it's I'm not even saying one is necessarily better than the other because I don't remember how good Shiana's is. I I do enjoy it, but um, it's just a separate experience from the Mod Pizza experience. Which is exactly the same as the Mod Pizza experience. Yes. Near my anywhere else in the abode. country. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I will okay, say Todd, that whatever yeah. they do to make their crust like crispy and chewy is fucking amazing. <laughs> their crust is really good because it's super thin, but like, I don't know, just ha- like. Moments after dropping semi shade on Mod Pizza, Todd's now like. No, I like. But by the way, <laughs> their crust is really good. Yeah, there's no. It's weird because it doesn't it. taste like any other pizza crust that I've ever had, I don't think. There was a place, and I, I'm sure I talked about this podcast, but it's, it's no longer in business. Uh, but there's a place about a mile from here called Uncle Matteo's. Same concept, like 10-inch personal pizzas. They had a couple predetermined. I mean, there's the LeBron-owned Blaze, too. I don't know if that's yeah, still I don't give a fuck about that. Probably not. Um, but it, 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 it was the same thing. The, the dough was already made. They just kind of rolled it real quick and then threw your toppings on there. So... Uh, again, I'm not saying I know what the secret is, but I don't think it's a secret. Is my point? Mod is just one of several. Yeah, no, I don't think they've way. they've cracked some mystical code. I'm just saying it. Yeah, it's not like any other pizza. I think because they're. I don't know if it's just the. It's weird because it's not like they have a special oven or anything. No, it's just the rolling oven that all those places have. Same thing but Quiznos the, has. No, it's not a rolling oven. What the fuck are you talking about? They put it in a pizza oven. Oh, uh, do they? Maybe Uncle Matteo's did the rolling thing. Uncle Matteo's did the rolling thing. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, it's a typical... Um, but I, I'm just... Yeah, I don't know if it's like just the... Obviously, it's the ratio of their flour to yeast and all the other shit, but like... That's part of it, baby. The, uh, the chewy, crispy texture that they get is quite good it's like thin but not so thin that it's like crackery but it still okay. is i don't know it's not like a thin slice new york slice i don't know it's good it's definitely not a thin slice new york slice um whatever the fuck that is so finally we're gonna close the show with this because i, I forgot about this until just now since we've entered food chat you sent me a text out of the goddamn blue a day or two ago, and said, whoa, I think it was yesterday, crumble offerings this week, huh? Like, huh? huh? <laughs> wink, daughter, wink, nudge, nudge. My daughter has the crumble app on her phone, and she was, okay. for fun. some reason, they, she and her friend had decided that they needed to go to crumble, and she was like, telling me about the crumble flavors, and I was like, actually, these sound quite good to me. See. And you, you were nonplussed or underwhelmed. Non nonplussed is a great, great fucking word. I love that word. Yes, I'm I'm very nonplussed about this week's selection. So let's quickly run through these. And I'm gonna go step by the way, did you have did you go? Did you take No, we didn't go. It's not okay. It's not close, so it's a trip. We, we I mean it's it's not that far, but it's fifteen or twenty minutes to get there, so we were Oh my god. We were not, we weren't going there. She was just trying to convince my wife that we needed to go to Crumble because her friend I don't think had ever had it. Oh well, then she's right. What is your radius of acceptable distance that you to go someplace? Eight seconds? Like what the fuck? Fifteen minutes? Come on, hop in the car. I mean, it's. I'm just saying it's not that far, but it's. It's like 
like on a highway. You know how like some places are on yeah. like surface streets and 15 minutes is not that big a deal. But if you get on the highway, 15 minutes feels like you're traveling a long distance, even though it might yeah, be there's like no a lights. mile plus or minus <laughs> round trip. Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. Um, you, you've never experienced that phenomenon where like one thing seems like a bigger deal than it is just based on the road type? No, I almost exclusively go by how long it takes me to get there. Okay. Well, you're more rational than most people, I guess. Yeah. Which is ironic that's... based on the conversations we have every week. I disagree. I think that's absolutely true, and I appreciate you putting that on wax. In any event, let's go through these just real quickly, and then we'll end the show. All right. Let's and I'll it. give you my thoughts on each. First of all, in order. Shall, are you I, looking at shall the I read the, uh, the menu? I'm looking at it, too. It doesn't matter. You, you okay. can read, and I'll give my thoughts. Semi-sweet First chocolate thing. chunk. Standard. We're not even going to count that one. No. Wrong. Oh, is this different than their normal chocolate chip? Cookies? Yes, because it's semi-sweet. They typically use milk chocolate, and Jamie hates that. But the semi-sweet, she's actually a huge fan of. So she would love this one. I could yeah. care less. I'm not a chocolate It also chip has person. a sprinkle of flaky sea salt. Which is also obviously different from their standard chocolate chip cookie. So it is a little unique. That I, one would I, probably honestly, be in our box. I don't ever look at the first cookie because I just assume it's the default. And this is why you're not a true crumbler. <laughs> I'm not a but true crumbler. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the okay. fuck you call it. Next up. Uh, number two is ginger snap. That uh, does look good to me. Seasonal. <laughs> it's funny because I was like, eh, whatever. That's I know. A throwaway I know. That's what, I think that's what's going to happen here is everything. You're going to be like, ooh, I'm going to go, eh. Ginger snap, it looks good. I mean, they all look good, let's be honest. But it looks good. Holiday classic. Cookie bursting with flavors of molasses, brown sugar, but cinnamon, and ginger. For a $5 cookie, I want something more than a ginger snap. That's fair. If you get the four pack, they're a little, they're less than five bucks. But God, whatever. Right. You know what I mean. It's it's not I your. Do. It's pricing. Subway yes. three cookies for a dollar pricing here. It is not even they don't, even <laughs> Subway to do that shit anymore. <laughs> Fucking inflation. But go ahead. Uh, caramel shortbread, buttery sugar cookie filled with Twix pieces and then topped with a gooey layer of caramel chili milk chocolate and crunchy chopped Twix pieces. That one sounded. You good. would like this one. Of course it did. I have had this one. I'm a huge Twix fan, so you would think I would like it. But it's like they're trying to recreate the Twix with the cookie and then the caramel and the chocolate. And it just, it doesn't, I'm telling you, I hate to break it to you, but I'm telling you, it doesn't work that way. I, I mean, that's not the one I was most excited about. I know. it's The, the next, next one, however. Yeah, I know. Peppermint I know. cupcake. Chocolate cookies and cream cookie rolled in cookies and cream crumbs. Layered with peppermint cream cheese frosting and sprinkled with candy cane pieces. Yes. Here's the problem. That, that is the thing that I want. Here's the problem, brother of mine who started out the show eating candy cane. I think that you think that this is going to taste like the peppermint pie that our mother used to make and now your wife makes every year. And I don't think that's the case. I've never had this one, so I can't speak truth on it, but... I'm guessing the, the the chocolate flavor, which you would probably like, is going to be way more out front than the yeah, peppermint flavor. Yeah, I, I would hope. I mean, it says peppermint cream cheese frosting, so I'm hoping there's a strong kick of peppermint is all I would say. And I, if, if I knew that to be that. true, I would like it, but I doubt that, yes. Uh, then we have waffle, which I thought sounded stupid, but then I read the description, sounded good to me. <laughs> A waffle cookie, I don't know what the fuck that means, other than it seems to be scored across the top in a grid pattern. Correct. 
Yeah. Uh, smothered with maple syrup and a dollop of buttercream frosting. Now that sounds good to me. I do this like maple one, flavored things. Sure. We have had this one before as well. It's it's good. It's not great, but it it's good. So again, that's why. And, and then we have a standard classic pink sugar, and then mystery, which we can talk about in a second. But yeah, mystery. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> yeah. The, but the, the but just to finish up on the waffle, like it shows very well. But when you eat it, it's like, and also, by the way, the waffle is definitely one, and I would say with the caramel shortbread probably as well, that you got to eat same day. If you wait a day or two to eat it, it just doesn't have the magic. The magic's gone. Why is that? Is that a temperature thing on the maple yeah, syrup part? Or? If, you, if you let some of, this, some of those various toppings sit for more than 24 hours, it just kind of hardens and... I think you're uh, overestimating my level of interest in <laughs> the quality of that. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say, I think you're overestimating my ability to hold off not eating them oh, the, yeah, first, to the not same eat. day I get them. I mean, if I, you if made I that were mistake to get the first these, time I would got. definitely be most interested in the peppermint cupcake and the waffle. Yes, I'm sure you And would. maybe the classic pink sugar, just because I like those. Love the classic pink sugar. Holy shit. So yeah, the dumb part about the mystery cookie, just to wrap that up, is that in case you didn't know this, is that you just have to go to the app or whatever and, like, make a fake order in order to see what the mystery cookie is for your local oh. location. That's how you figure it out. Let me do that. Let's not waste any time. Drum roll, please. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do a four-pack. Get all my favorites. And it does vary from location oh, to location. it's a honey bun. Mm. Turd. Seems like they're doubling up on the honey bun off, uh, after the waffle on the same selection. So, good to know. But it sounds like you might just go and get a... Well, if you took your daughter and your daughter's friend, you'd get a four. So, is, <coughs> is, the, oh is the mystery cookie a regional, like, variation? Like, is it every store it is. the same? or No. Every store is different. Ooh. It, it may be a regional. I mean, I don't know if there's another one in Baltimore yeah, they all, they differ. See, now Todd's willing to drive 45 minutes because... No, I'm just curious what the, other, what the other mystery offerings are. Yeah, uh, ooh, an Oreo Mallow sandwich. There you go. Is that a good one? That is a good one. Just, it's it's a better value because it's literally a sandwich. Like it's two... Oh, so you two, get two cookies. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty helpful. So if you go to Pennsylvania, you can get. Wait, wait for it. I'm waiting. I'm uh, they have no mystery flavor. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's, there's not. That's the biggest mystery of all. We're not participating in this stupid fucking. Like game. fuck you and your mystery shit. <laughs> we got the ones they told us we had to make. Yeah, you get what you get. We're not putting any extra effort into it. If you yeah, drive closer a, to D.C. and in, in Rockville, you can get, uh, I know this is riveting, but no, it's um, not. brownie batter. Mm. That's just my bias. <laughs> I, that's just my, I, again, I, uh, look at Crumble has <laughs> like, chocolate think, for you. Crumble advertises, I think, 140 different flavors or something, probably 35 of them. Like I get really excited about. So it's odds are that whatever you're wait. So what, this well, give us your top top four. No, uh, wet your pants cookie flavors from Crumble. 
my my Mount Rushmore of crumble. Yeah. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. The, the classic pink sugar is up there. That's just fucking phenomenal. <laughs> you like, get that, that every so week, good. though. You can't have that as no. Your top I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm saying you could Hello? get it every week. I could, but there's a reason that I do. When we get the cookies, which we don't get every week, We've, it's actually been about a month. Which is why when you brought that up, I was like, lie to me. I'm not lying to you. But also, it's that time of year. Like, Jamie just bought cookies. Like, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's this weekend, hopefully get some some candy cane JoJo's or some gingerbread men iced. Like, we make cookies around Christmas time. So to get crumble is, like, major overkill. Just way more than I could possibly ever need. That doesn't mean I still won't do it, but I don't need to. That's my point. Are you still looking up other places to find the... No, I'm just browsing the internet now. Okay, good. That's what I figured. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to end the show. Um, next week, we'll have to make sure we do the show before Wednesday. If not, Todd will be in Studio C, which is fine. But we'll just have to wait and see how that all works out. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out. On the website, bropodnetwork.com. Shoot us an email at thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs. Todd actually posted something on Instagram, which hell yeah. shocked my mind. The heli thing last week. So What did I post? The the picture of the game or the video from the, your, the game you play, heli yeah. pad or whatever. <laughs> with, with the bullets just ding, bullets. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the chamber Clunky. just raining down. Yeah. Um, so anyway, check that out. The underscore bro underscore pod. That's our. Uh, that's our. I can uh, do a screen cap of my my Yahtzee game now if you want that. Too. Ooh, yeah. Let's just engagement, man. It's all about the engagement. It's all about the clicks and the likes. You know that. So the underscore bro underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what's going on. Um, and yeah, like, subscribe, comment. You know where to find us. You know how to listen to us because you're doing it right now. We'll have at least one more show before the holidays, or at least one more show this year. I don't know. We'll see. We might do an episode of the other half between now and the end of the year, too. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, we'll probably talk to you again before the ho-ho holiday. So I won't say anything now. Maybe we'll have Christmas Spectacular next week. We'll just have to wait and see. But for now, we thank you for listening to this very episode of the Brooklyn 202, I do believe. So thank you, as always. And until next week, everybody. Peace.